Hi, I'm Cody Ferraro, and welcome to the Power of the Journey podcast, where we peel back the layers of the student-athlete experience by talking with those who have been through it, those who are impacting it, and guests within the athletics community who are actively trying to change it for the better. Today, we are powered by Game Plan, with partners such as the NFL, NBA, Pac-12, and over 300 athletic organizations, GamePlan is the only all-in-one platform for total athlete development on and off the field. GamePlan is also the single largest community of student athletes seeking employment opportunities in the world. So whether you're an organization looking to create comprehensive e-learning education or an employer looking for your next star employee, ask yourself, did I game plan it? For more information, visit GamePlan at wearegameplan.com. That's wearegameplan.com. On Power the Journey, we had the pleasure to have a great conversation with a former Division I football D-back from Michigan State. He continued his journey in athletic administration for such schools as Florida State, Clemson, and Michigan State. He's the first vice president of the National Association for Academic and Student-Athlete Development Professionals and the co-author of Beyond the Gridiron. He's a motivational speaker, an industry leader, and currently the director of diversity, equity, and inclusion for the Detroit Pistons. Introducing Ashton Henderson. Ashton, thanks for, thanks for joining us today. Cody, it is my utmost pleasure to be with you, man. It's an honor. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. It's funny enough, um, we've been talking for the last uh, four years. Um, I think this is the first time, however, that we've seen each other's faces due to COVID. Certainly, man. Pandemic woes. Uh, when you when we were talking about that, this is unbelievable that this is the first time that we've like met, not even in person, virtually. So I can't wait to put put a hand in the hand, put a hat in the hat, and, and meet you, man. All the great things that you're doing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I totally feel the same way. And again, thank you for, for joining us. We're, we're just going to jump right in. Um, take us through your journey. So we come from Tallahassee um, all the way up to Michigan, um, different world there, and then really bounced around at a few different places. If you could take us through, you know, playing in Tallahassee, it is, I mean, Florida and football synonymous with each other, especially talent coming out of Florida and then taking your talents to, to Michigan. How, how was that whole entire process and, and um, kind of what was the decision making process as well? Yeah, absolutely, Cody. First and foremost, thank you for having me on today. It is truly an honor, again, and a privilege. Uh, but just for me, uh, my name is Ashton Henderson. I serve. My values are integrity, faith, family, discipline, determination and drive. And I utilize uh, he, him pronouns, um, which I'm, I'm very excited to be here and share my journey. Uh, for me, in high school, uh, many people don't know this, but I went to um, school from 4K, from four years old to 10th grade, called North Florida Christian School. North Florida Christian is a powerhouse, um, class A, uh, really small, but um, definitely a powerhouse in the state of Florida for football for many, many, many years. My last uh, two years, I actually... Um, convinced or maybe I would say coerced my parents um, to uh, allow me to play what I call with the, the big the big leagues, which was 4A, 6A ball at Lincoln High School. And I remember my mom cried. She didn't want me to leave North Florida Christian, had such a good fan base and friend base and, and just opportunities to uh, 
continue to exercise what's personal to me, not imposing this on anyone else, but just my upbringing was my faith um, and didn't want me to compromise or lose that. So I ended up going to Lincoln High School, uh, ran track, played football, um, had a pretty successful um, career there, um, ended up acquiring over 20 some odd offers. At one point in time, it was over 25 to 40, and I uh, ended up selecting my top four. Top five was Ole Miss, um, Michigan State, UCLA, um, as well as um, Auburn and USF. Those are the schools I was looking at. I made it very, very clear that I was getting and leaving the nest uh, to see uh, what was out there for me. I was one of those indecisive guys, Cody, who committed like five times. Like one week I'm in a UCLA hat, the next week I'm an Ole Miss, where coaches were like, what is this guy doing? So, and Coach Oregon, I apologize to this day. I can't wait to tell you face-to-face that I love you and you're the best recruiter in the country. Um, when he stayed in my house when he was the head coach at Ole Miss, I was going to Ole Miss. Uh, that's where I ended up. But for whatever reason, Michigan State um, just pulled on my heart in a different way in the last 48 hours of my recruiting cycle. And um, I ended up signing with Michigan State. And I remember the night before telling my parents that's what I wanted to do. And they looked at me like I was crazy. And they were like, everyone in Michigan State, like, you don't know anybody in Michigan. You don't know, like, the inclement weather. Like, dude, what are you doing? And I was just like, hey, I really want to go there. So I ended up signing to Michigan State. Um, had a really awesome career there. Um, was, a, was a pretty uh, decent football player. But where I found value add was in the relationships where I am now. And I tell you that. Because where you go to school is where you, you know, in terms of your, your sphere of influence and connectivity to where you are. So I went to Michigan State, um, was a part of some epic games, epic battles, um, been to every stadium in the Big Ten except uh, Nebraska. Uh, but they were uh, a new, uh, they weren't an early adopter now that the Big Ten uh, has reshaped and, and moved to New York. But um, I had an unbelievable career made some friends who are now family. And I say family, and I mean that wholeheartedly. Uh, we've been in each other's lives for the past 15, 16 years. I'm the godfather to many of my old teammates' children. And we always have a constant support system uh, to just reach back. So um, went through that, four-year letterman, uh, one of my most epic games uh, back in the day, Cody. You got to brag on yourself a little bit, you know. Uh, it was part of the greatest comeback in NCAA history. Still stands to this day. We were down 38 to three um, in the third quarter um, and ended up scoring 35 points unanswered and won 41-38. And that day, Cody, I knew that everything in life was possible. I knew if adversity came to me, I knew I could overcome. And that moment, I knew that anything that came my way, it was achievable and obtainable because of that moment. Then I know if I put my mind to something, we can do it. End up scoring a touchdown. I was on Sports Center. I was number two. Uh, in terms of that, as a freshman, my phone was like, wouldn't be inoperable from all the support and love that I received from my hometown and family members during that game. And um, just an awesome time to be a Spartan. Um, Coach D'Antonio ended up coming. That was in the John L. era. And Coach D reshaped our entire program and how we view Michigan State football. So kudos to him and everything he's done. So fast forward, there was my Michigan State relationships and uh, as many would like to go pro, I didn't get that opportunity, man. I sprained my MCL, PCL, LCL 
and never was able to get back to the level in which I was. And um, I, man, I was lost. Like, I was like, what am I going to do next? Who am I going to reach out to? And Jim Pignatero, um, Michigan State University, um, gave me an opportunity. And Angela Monte gave me an opportunity and said, hey, do you want to be a graduate assistant? And I was like, sure, what does that mean? I would love to get my master's paid for. And I did. And funny story, uh, one of the first people I ended up meeting um, was Vin McCaffrey. And I ended up picking up Vin from the uh, airport. It was one of those GA specials. Hey, it's five o'clock. You don't have any kids. You don't have anywhere to go. Go pick up Vin. I'm like, sure. Uh, got to know him. And here we are to this day, have one of a fruitful relationship and lean on that moment in time. And from there, went on and worked at Florida State with my boss, Steve Duzan. I uh, was there for two years. Um, Steve went to Clemson, asked me to come with him. Um, ended up leaving Florida State and going to Clemson for three years. Um, then at the time, ended up going back to Florida State and got promoted uh, from an academic advising standpoint to running the entire student athlete development ecosystem, as well as being um, a sport administrator uh, for our track and field and cross country program, as well as a secondary uh, for football under uh, Jim Curry's tutelage and learning from him, uh, which I feel biased. He's one of the best schedulers in the country that I learned from in such a short time. Um, but with that, um, and also was named Chief Diversity Officer of our entire athletic department. But as I mentioned, it's all about where you are and where your feet are. And I uh, had this ability to really lead and facilitate and train. And this Pistons opportunity came available. And here I um, go back to Michigan State. Um, my former athletic director, Mark Hollis, um, I reached out to him. I said, hey, man, do you know anybody in the Detroit area? And as most people do, you're like, man, I hear you. He's not going to reach out for me. He's not going to do anything. There was inboxes flooded from emails he sent to people. And the rest is history uh, because of those Michigan State ties and connectivities and all the experiences that I've had up until this point. Um, I was able to earn this position, uh, which was at that juncture. We were the 10th team in the NBA to have this role. Uh, and I serve as the Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion for the Detroit Pistons. And it has been an unbelievable journey. One, as a former football student athlete, would ever tell you that I'd be working in the NBA, you'd be wrong. But I'm so excited because our journey and our career paths and plans are not our own. I think passion drives where we want to be. And I couldn't be thankful, more grateful to be in the most progressive league in the country, um, in my opinion that has leaned into social justice and equity and all those endeavors. Um, so I'm grateful. That's uh, thank you for that. That's, that's incredible. A lot of traveling there. Um, you, you, you've been around and, and one thing that you seem to come back on is your network and leaning on your network, whether it was through athletics and the alumni that you played with and such, how important is a network to someone who, who's not only trying to, you know, excel their career, but just also to give back. Um, to other people? How, how important is that? Um, and is that a focus of yours that you're trying to, to grow yours kind of every day? Absolutely, Cody. I think I, in seven seconds, you make 11 impressions on someone. So anytime I've interacted with anybody, I wanted to ensure that it was authentic. They've had a fruitful dialogue and we get to know each other beyond the scope of just of what we do in that particular moment in time. So I'm very thankful uh, for, the, for the people who I've strategically been placed in my life. They constantly are driving forces and your network is, is everything. You hear it all the time. You know, it's cliche as it sounds. Um, you know, your network is not who you know, but who knows you. And 
not only who knows you, but who's going to vouch for you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's people, and I tell student athletes when I was in that administrative role in space, are you going to be a student who reaches out and I delay your letter rec, or I'm going to stop what I'm doing and make sure you have that letter rec uh, to ensure that uh, you get to where you need to go. And I'm always going to pay it forward uh, because some people were constantly paying it forward for me. 24 7 365 366 in a leap year mm-hmm. no agreed agreed um so what is you're, you're out of college athletics now in the pros and we're going to get into the, the differences um but what do you think is the biggest problem facing collegiate athletics right now man cody this is i'm telling you man <laughs> i'll say uh there are a lot of challenges right now, Cody, and particularly when I was a sport admin, um, I really got to see those challenges uh, for myself and really um, be exposed to some different challenges. I was a spoiled scholarship football student athlete. Um, didn't have to worry about training table. All my books were paid, you know, all those things and necessary necessities to be great. I had, um, whereas being a sport administrator for an Olympic team, uh, many people don't understand that, you know, many of our populations are on grants of uh, just different ways, you know, in terms of what they're doing to pay for their education. Um, and there is a lot of inequity in terms of how things are distributed across the board. Now, I'd be lying to you um, to say that we all know that the front porch of the university falls on football uh, and the basketballs. Um, however, I think is an issue of how do we just bridge the achievement gap uh, between that, couple that with NIL, name, image, likeness, mm-hmm. and are there enough guardrails and safe, you know, safe, safe havens in place um, to really execute this? And I think we'll get there, but it's going to be an immense challenge for many, many administrators and people uh, within the student athlete development ecosystem, compliance um, administrators to understand uh, how to educate our population on this matter. And you couple that with the intricacies of COVID and budgets and things getting reshaped and uh, transfers, legislation is, is all time high, APR 2.0, all these things are issues. Um, and there's things that which um, it's going to take a, a complete brain trust uh, from every and all to figure this out. Um, and if they do, they'll forever be employed. So I, I'm getting the feeling that you're happy you're not in collegiate athletics right now. This is a great time to take a pause, but you never know um, if you'll pivot back. You always keep your options open. <laughs> so what are the big differences between college and pros? I mean, uh, the administration, obviously, bigger budgets um, for for some pro teams, uh, for some colleges, they have pretty big budgets, uh, especially the Big Ten. But what what is what are the big differences? Yeah, honestly, I think for me, um, coming in, when you think about it, there's a, there's a process. When you think of higher ed, intercollegiate athletics, there's always, I would say, a, a structure in place. Um, and that structure could be great, it could be mediocre, or it could be very uh, just contingent upon where you are in the society. And as you alluded to, budget and those elements that affect how you move. Um, I would say the biggest stark difference was you know, I've been, in a, I've been a student athlete. You know, I've worked at three Power Five institutions after I finished. I worked in the athletic department of Michigan State, Florida State twice, Clemson. I've seen uh, some amazing things and some been around some phenomenal coaches. 
but I think the stark difference is the speed. Uh, and if you think about it, in professional sports, you don't have um, the, the bureaucratic wastelands or red tape that we call it on layman's term that you normally have to pull through or go through um, in terms of elevating things. There's runway and resources for you uh, to move. And that could be to your detriment or that could be to um, a value. So you still have to be very tactical in your approaches. And me, what I've learned too, Cody, I'm, I'm a heart-loving guy and I always will be. And that's just who I am because I love relationship building and connecting with people and to add value in these spaces that I occupy. Um, that's my value proposition. But I've learned to get to the point. And that's something that in the corporate space you have to be very diligent at. If I'm, you know, really walking to the fine line, if I'm a trapeze around my words and I just can't tell you in a 30, if I can't give it to you in 15 seconds, I don't know it. So that's kind of where I've been really shaping and refining my own message uh, in that regard in this corporate setting. So you, you said that you would, you never thought that you'd be in the NBA. Did you always think that you would work in sports? Would, would sports ever always just be a big part of your life? I'm a sports junkie, Cody. So I, I, I watch it all. I was just, when I was a student athlete, I would go to volleyball games. I'd go to gymnastics, anywhere to see people compete and build that camaraderie. I just always knew I'd be in sports. Um, and that's something where I fell in love with the intercollegiate model because of, you know, that pay it forward mantra, as you alluded to. So many people um, were constantly giving their time, talents, treasures, and service to me. And I wanted to do that as well. And you know, being a servant leader, you see that, you emulate that. There's so many people, um, the Elliot Daniels of the world, uh, who was my advisor at Michigan State, the Jeremy Flynn's, I uh, mentioned Angela already, but those people poured into me, Todd Edwards, I mean, so many people from Michigan State and um, others, but I think uh, I just knew I would always be in sports. I did, you know, consider uh, being in the pro sports space, something that I wanted to prototype, and here I am, uh, and I'm, I'm Grateful I, I made the move. We're we're hitting on this again. I think it's it's something that we we totally should should unpack as much as possible. So picking Michigan State was incredibly advantageous for you, not only for the career, but for the people that you met there. As a recruit, how do you figure that out? How do you figure out that, hey, listen, this university cares about what happens after, right? They don't care about me just on the field. They care about what I have, what happens after and uh, and my career after the field. How do you figure that out as an 18-year-old kid, um, hopefully using your parents as a resource? But wh what do you look for? Yeah, I was always told a wise person gave me this advice. Would you choose that institution if that coach and or administrator and or person who was really after you wasn't there anymore? And at first I was like, what does that mean? Like, what do, what, of course. Like I, but if you really think about it introspectively and say, could I see myself here without this person? I think that's how you have to approach those situations and how I approached Michigan State because it was the, the, the people throughout the entire, and you, you know, I'm very thankful I have a good sense of um, just feeling that something's authentic if it's right. And every step of the way, um, and I go back to it, it's so important why I came to Michigan State. And it all could not be even more um, divine, it's divine intervention, but couldn't be more lucid in every step of the way and everything that I do daily, um, that all roads pointed to East Lansing. And I'm glad I took a chance. Uh, and that's a, you gotta be a risk taker too. You can't be risk averse. You gotta be a risk taker. 
um, being in this element, dealing with snow, cold, oh man, which I'm going back to, but I'm, we're not even going to bring that to fruition right or speak it up, but, but uh, I'm, 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 I'm thankful I did that. And I, I bet it on, I took a chance on myself and it's really paid off. So what, what projects are you working with the Detroit Pistons? This is, this is relatively a new, a new role. Like you said, um, a couple, a couple clubs within the NBA have this organization. Um, what are the initiatives? What are the goals? What are you guys trying to accomplish? Um, just, just bring us through that real quick. Yeah, Cody, it's, it's been, and I can't believe it, it's been a little over 90 days for me. And the first thing I did was is go on tour. My tour is called the Ashton Henderson Listening Tour. And that listening tour really sat down uh, virtually and connected with some amazing souls within our organization to hear their heart and to hear kind of what their passions were and what they wanted this to look like before I implemented or integrated anything that I knew that I could bring on this role. Um, I have the best supervisor. Um, her name is Nicolette Lewis. She's the senior vice president uh, for human resources within our department, and that's who I report up to through our vertical. And um, I'm just very thankful um, that she gives me the runway and the resources. So some of the cool things we've been doing currently is I've been building our employee resource groups, which we have three of the four in market, which is another fancy way of just saying affinity groups. Um, just where people feel a sense of connection and belonging within the organization to be their authentic self. Uh, I've been doing a lot of, like I mentioned, active listening sessions. We just launched what's called Pistons Digest, which is our version of a book club for education regarding DEI uh, measures. Um, so just read the book Just Mercy as a, as a group and also just being cognizant of the generations, the five generations that are in our workforce. Not everybody loves reading books. I learned that quickly. Um, so we're doing, uh, watching, going to select a TED Talk for June and some podcasts and some other cool things to lean into so we can learn, as well as um, put together a thematic calendar um, as we celebrate on um, the month of May, which has obviously Mental Health Awareness, Asian Pacific Islander American Heritage Month, Jewish American Heritage Month, and my favorite, Old Americans Month, if you didn't know, uh, shout out to the diversity um, calendar that I use for best practices to keep me in the loop of those to make sure those days of significance are highlighted. Um, then just looking at this with innovation, you know, I think about every place I've been um, and as a GA, uh, creating programs and things of that nature um, have all shaped me to where I want to be. And you hear that like, oh man, I used to find myself, and it's just innate, trying to compare my journey to someone else but I don't train anything about my journey because it wouldn't have anything here that I'm doing without those experiences. I wouldn't be equipped to do this role. So with that, when you look about and think about the future initiatives, I'm excited uh, to build our own leadership lab where we're going to take 20 to 25 individuals uh, within our department um, called our power humanity leadership lab and really learn and really work together outside of the additional programs and things that we're putting together um, as a group um, to lean in and focus as we all power humanity as our Pistons family. So to say I'm excited and to say I'm exactly where I need to be when I need to be in the right time and doing what I love, which is training, facilitating, and educating people on issues to help change perspective and look at things differently and penetrate the hearts of those, I couldn't be more happy. 
Well, that that's amazing. And I mean, you guys are on the forefront of it um, to be the innovators, to be the early adopters, to change um, the way that, that you want change and that we need change. Um, I really appreciate that. Last question for you. Give me one thing that a coach, a mentor, um, someone in your network has told you that has stuck with you and you take from it every single day. Absolutely. I, I, I'll say this. Um, I've had so many people in my life who poured into me, but when you just mentioned that, this came up immediately. And so many things that I've learned and applied come from sport. And one of the things that's simple, yet effective, but profound to me, um, shout out to Coach Mark D'Antonio. Uh, we just golfed together um, a couple of weeks ago. I promise you I'm not that bad. Um, I owe you another one around when we go to Naples. I'm going to hold you to that. Uh, you heard it here on our, on our podcast, but he would always tell us as players to blue vase it. And blue vase it means essentially get it done. And what I mean by blue vase it, it's an approach and mantra in life where there are things that people say you can't do, blue vase it. There are things that many people say that I won't achieve, I'm going to blue vase it. There are things that opportunities where we may not see eye to eye, let's blue vase it. Let's sit down, let's talk through it. Let's understand our perspectives and our different viewpoints so that we can be more effective together. So I'm going to continue to lead in that because uh, many of us who are Spartans, if you say blue vase it, they'll tell you they've seen that video. Um, and it's just a paradigm. And as Coach Tucker takes the helm, he's done such an amazing job um, leading and leading into our players association. Um, and shout out to Darren Harris and many others who continue to elevate our player development aspect and uh, just doing some great things. But it all comes down to things you've overcome. And uh, I'm just grateful. And many other people have given me great tidbits of advice, too, as iron sharpens iron, one sharpens another. Ken Manny, Michigan State. That's perfect. That's a great way to end it. Well, I, I really appreciate uh, you taking the time, Ashton. This was incredibly informative. And so excited about all the things that you're, you're doing and accomplishing, um, with Detroit and what you, what you've done in the past. Um, what, what, is there any other projects that you're working on right now? You want to make anyone aware of, man, you know, Cody, I'm, I'm actually, my girlfriend and I, um, just started a podcast, um, called so what now what demystifying diversity. And the premise of our podcast is to really educate in terms of cross-sectional, um, and where intersections where sport, uh, technology, uh, entrepreneurship, and media all intertwine when you think about diversity, equity, inclusion. We're in the uh, production phases right now. I'm excited um, just to get our perspective out there and um, have a shared goal and responsibility to lead. And that's what I've been called to do in this season of my life. Awesome. Well, everyone check that out. Um, that should be releasing in the next couple of weeks here. So um, keep, it, keep an eye open for that. Again, Ashton, thank you so much for your time. Um, really appreciate it. Thank you, Cody. And we will not wait another minute to meet you in person, man. I appreciate everything. It's been an honor. Absolutely. We'll get something scheduled. Ashton Henderson, everyone. I'd like to thank Ashton Henderson for joining us on this edition of Power the Journey. If you enjoyed our conversation today, please let us know. Like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check back in every week when we peel back the layers of the student-athlete experience by talking with those who have been through it, those who are impacting it, and guests within the athletics community 
who are actively trying to change it for the better. Don't forget, your journey has power.